Welcome to Now Appalachia. The Appalachian region covers 13 states in the U.S. and over 25 million people call the region home. This podcast profiles the authors and publishers with connections to Appalachia and how the region influences and impacts their creative work. And now, here's your host, author and Appalachian resident, Elliot Parker. And hello, friends. We welcome you to another episode of Now Appalachia carried here and broadcast across the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. Our program profiles the authors, editors, and publishers with connections to Appalachia, and we talk about their works and also how the region influences and impacts those works. I'm your host, Elliot Parker, and it's great to have you with us. Well, as the recording of this podcast begins, we are wrapping up, getting close to wrapping up 2022. It's the month of December. Everyone is thinking about and looking forward to the holidays, and we're going to be talking about a book centered on Christmas Eve in the Mountain State, but it's going to be centered on Christmas Eve in the Mountain State, which is West Virginia, uh, in a little bit different way. And to talk to us about her brand new book that focuses on Christmas Eve in West Virginia, but also looks at it from the perspective of West Virginia puns, which we'll talk about here in just a minute. Our guest is author Marley Hazen Yaniguez, and she is a pun poet who believes in the moxie of West Virginia and the Mountain State. She has served on Elkins City Council. She has earned two degrees in history with a thesis on an Appalachian mine wars community. She's originally from Memphis, Tennessee, but she now lives in Morgantown, West Virginia with her spouse, Keola, and their cats. So it is my pleasure to welcome to the program today, uh, Marley Yaniguez, as we talk to her talk to her about her brand new book, Christmas Eve in the Mountain State. So Marley, welcome to Now Appalachia. Good to have you here. Thank you. So happy to be here, Elliot. I am so delighted to have you on the program because you have such a perfectly themed book for Christmas and the holiday season, but you've done it in a little bit different way. So I wanted to start off first by just sort of defining some terms that folks may not be familiar with. When they hear the term pun or puns, what is that, first of all, and how is that different from, say, a joke or an urban legend or something like that? What is a pun, and, and, and how is that similar to or different from jokes or other kinds of humor that people might be familiar with? So a pun is like a, it's also called a play on words. It's uh, taken the word and and often finding another meaning to it, whether it's linguistically, how it sounds, or you take a piece of the word and make it mean something uh, that it that it suggests. Like I talk about visiting our kin in Elkins that all plays together, or more directly, just replacing the word altogether. And I say, like, it's a boon if you can join us for Boone County, which is B O O N E. So <laughs> it's a play on words because it's not quite what you'd originally have there but it it makes you think of it and it just makes you smile fantastic i i grew up in west virginia and i can remember my grandparents had a neighbor uh, his name was george and he loved puns and he loved 
to play uh, with words and puns. And I hadn't thought about this for years and years until I was reading your book. And he would say things like bicycle when you would see him, or he would say something like sirloin steak. It's nice to see you. Hope to see you next time. So I'm assuming that's kind of the similar thing. You're taking a, a common word and, and changing it to for a different meaning. Is that right? That's exactly it. But we're just doing it special for West Virginia hometowns and all 55 counties. We should probably mention for folks not familiar with West Virginia that oftentimes people from West Virginia and authors and writers with connections to West Virginia feel very strongly about being Appalachian. Because if you look at the map of the Appalachian region, one of the things that you'll notice immediately is that West Virginia is the only state in the Appalachian region of all the 13 states included up and down the East Coast that is actually completely engulfed or completely surrounded or centered in the Appalachian region. And so uh, you've got a lot of really strong West Virginia, but also Appalachian themed puns, which we'll talk about here in just a minute. But I want to ask you, Marley, where did you get the idea to do this? Where did you get the idea to start this project? And at what point did you realize, oh, we've got enough here to put a book together? You know, West Virginia is such a musical state. There are so many people who um, love to play, uh, even if it's just, you know, in, in a more casual sense, um, not necessarily playing on a stage or anything. And so being here in West Virginia, I've always felt surrounded by music. And that's kind of how this story started. It started with a lot of rhymes and puns about where I was living at the time, which is Elkins in Randolph County. Um, so I thought about things like, before Rudolph gets to Randolph County, I'll be home with you. And so um, that's one of the first puns to open up the story here. And it just kind of snowballed. Fantastic. And and when people hear puns, what what is generally their reaction. I mean, I know I feel like everybody's been exposed to a pun or has heard someone use a pun, but but generally when someone hears a pun as as it relates to your book Christmas Eve in the Mountain State or just in general, what are some actions that you've often seen or heard from when you uh have these puns or you use these puns or have recited these puns uh, in public? So you either you love them or perhaps you've yet to appreciate them. I feel like um you know, a lot of people call them dad jokes or something. They feel like Oh, these are the silly things I heard growing up from my parents or my grandparents. And um, yeah, but it, it's just a really fun way to to challenge your mind to think in new ways. So when you were putting this book of puns together, were these puns that are included, and we'll talk more specifically about what's in your book in just a second, but were these puns that you had already heard or had already had someone tell you or heard about from someone else? Or is this something that you sat down and thought, you know what, we want to kind of go through all 55 counties in West Virginia and see how many puns we can create uh, from the counties and from the cities and towns of West Virginia? How, how did you get this collection of puns together? Where did they come from? Oh, they're they're all original puns. Um, you know, some of them, there are more sound puns that say, like, there's Mingo County. It says, like, Mingo, go, go, strike up some chords for the music section of it. Um, but then there's some that are a little bit um, just kind of silly and maybe a little bit out there. There's some towns called Nitro and Buckhannon. And we're talking about the reindeer. We say, reindeer fly as fast as Nitro in a Buckhannon. It's not something you'd normally think about at Christmas. You're just kind of imagining them 
shooting across that fast as if they're a cannonball. Very good. And there are three puns that that I really liked. And uh, for folks not from West Virginia or not really uh, with a frame of reference for the state, uh, there's a Mercer County in West Virginia. There's a Kanawha County, which is where I'm from in West Virginia, which is where the capital city, Charleston, is located. And then there is a county called Raleigh, uh, which is about 45 minutes south of Charleston. And Beckley uh, is the big city kind of there. People that have driven on the West Virginia Turnpike uh, to come to Charleston from the south have passed Beckley uh, many times. But here's an example of a couple of the, of the puns that you use for Mercer County. You've got Mercer me. <laughs> <laughs> for Canal, for Canal, you've got Canal want to Canal celebrate with you. Uh, for Raleigh, you've got Raleigh round the tree. Uh, so you kind of take these these terms and and turn them on their heads a little bit and and connect them with uh, with a positive image as it ties into Christmas. Yeah, this, they were so much fun to do, and um, I think some of them are a little bit cheeky little bit of an inside joke for among West Virginians because if you're not familiar with the state you might see it and you might not understand that it's Kanawha celebrate with you and not Kanawha and then that's what really makes the joke work is that you you understand how it's supposed to be read and you're reading it with a West Virginian's voice. Yes absolutely and when you sat down to put these puns together, how did the process work? How long did you start or how long ago did you start uh, on coming up with this book? What was the drafting and revision process like? Did you have moments where you thought, no, that pun's just not going to work? Or did you try these out on some people to see what reaction you were going to get in terms of uh, what you were going to keep? T talk to us about the process of writing them and determining which ones were going to ultimately make it into the book. I actually started a few years back and, you know, I, I did, I ended up writing down every county and making sure I could find a fun way to include them. Um, and, you know, in, think about different West Virginia things that I wanted to include at Christmas time. So of course you've got general Christmas stuff and you think about, you know, a gingerbread house you know, we talk about building, we say Lincoln because there's a Lincoln County, builds a long cabin, a frosty gingerbread. So, um, and then I, frosty is something that I put into the story a little bit later on when I found out that um, the writer of Frosty the Snowman is a West Virginian, uh, Jack Rollins. And, and so, you know, there's little nods in there that you, you just kind of, you know, it's just really um kind of thickly layered with <laughs> with references there um so it's hopefully something that you know folks who grew up in West Virginia can enjoy and then maybe folks who are either younger or they're newer to the state they can see it and ask questions about it and say things like oh why why are we talking about uh, old man winter when we're talking about Helvetia and they'll learn about our Foshnot festival and the burning of old man winter <laughs> to uh, start the spring. Um, they'll see elves who are mining coal for the Christmas stockings. They're wearing red bandanas, which is, uh, you know, a strong labor symbol for West Virginia miners uh, and the battle Blair mountain. So we're just trying to, you know, 
it this is not a story about Christmas that you could just fill in the blanks and and it would work for any other state. It's truly a West Virginian story. Yes, it certainly is. And I love how that, as you mentioned, the puns uh, and as readers go through the book, they get a sense of learning a little bit more uh, about the culture, even if they've just passed through West Virginia on vacation or just to visit or just to stop off and spend some time. Um, if they know anything about the state, they they have a frame of reference, but you really do a good job of uh, engaging them with more of some of the cultural motifs of the state. So you already mentioned red bandanas as a cultural motif. Um, so I thought I'd ask you about uh, a couple more and just have you give us some some background in terms of the cultural connection and, and why it's significant, because you have puns about these uh, in your book. Pepperoni rolls. W- what is a pepperoni roll? I, lived, I live in Mississippi, and when I first moved here, I mentioned pepperoni rolls. Nobody had any idea what I was talking about. So <laughs> what is a pepperoni <laughs> roll, and why is that unique to uh, West Virginia? You know, I, I hear you. I'm originally from Memphis. It's about about an hour east of where you are now. And I didn't know what a pepperoni roll was when I first moved to West Virginia in 2008. And it is a delicious um, baked good with pepperoni, sometimes a little cheese or peppers. Um, It's really important to West Virginia culture, though, because it's a symbol of community and um, immigrant community and Italian miners' wives would make it for them when they would go down into the mines and they would have a hearty meal since they can't come out of the mines to have their lunch. Um, You know, so it's just, it's a tasty treat, but also a symbol of community and um, hard hard work and uh, togetherness in West Virginia. And let me ask you about another cultural motif, and I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly. Is it Fashnacht? F-A-S-N-A-C-H-T? Yeah, uh, Fashnacht is a festival in Helvetia in Randolph County. It is, um, it's a lot of fun. It, it, it's, a, it's a community that was founded by Swiss and German immigrants uh, via Brooklyn. <laughs> and they brought a lot of these Alpine traditions into Appalachia. And that includes culinary traditions, musical traditions. Um, They make Swiss cheese and a lot of traditional handicrafts. Um, And they have several festivals there. They also have this one festival. It's called Mountain Mardi Gras. (laughs) You know, the Fashnacht Festival. It is the end of winter. It's right before Lent, just like uh, Mardi Gras Carnival in other parts of the world. And it's you know, celebrating the end of winter and the um, the local folks in the community um, build a little uh, kind of like a pinata or effigy of old man winter. And it's all um, put onto a bonfire at the end. And everybody just celebrates uh, the return of warmth and spring and ramps and all those things that are good about warmer times in Appalachia. But right now, since it's Christmas, you know, the old man winter is still around and Elvisha knows it, that it's, you know, be ready for the snow because it'll be here for a bit. (laughs) 
Yeah, very true. Very true and very well said. So Fashnacht and pepperoni rolls and red bandanas are three of the uh, cultural motifs that you'll see uh, about West Virginia, but also that have some connections uh, to other communities and other states in Appalachia as well. And they've also got puns uh, associated with them as well. We're talking about the brand new book. It's called Christmas Eve in the Mountain State. Our guest today is Marley Hazen Yaniguez, and she is the author of this book. Uh, it is a book about Christmas Eve that is told uh, in a in a pun, set of puns. So the first book uh, of West Virginia puns. So Marley, we'll come back to the book uh, in just a second and dive into it a little bit more. But I wanted to ask you, uh, first of all, you know, being from Memphis, moving to West Virginia, uh, obviously you uh, have a good understanding of the storytelling tradition uh, of Appalachian, of the region. So who are some writers, some storytellers, some folks that uh, you like or ones that have influenced you? Well, um, in learning about Appalachian stories, um, you know, I, I really appreciate the, you know, the, what you're getting wrong about Appalachia and some of these stories like that, that tell, um, something, a, a bit of a counter narrative to a sometimes, um, hyperbolic or all one voice vision of Appalachia. Um, was that something that we've had to push back against for, you know, over a hundred years, the idea that Appalachia is, you know, a, a single entity with a single voice and not a diverse group that is in community with each other. So you mentioned and, books. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, one other person who I think is is really important is um, Wes Harris. Um, he he works with a lot of local historians like Carrie and Michael Klein, and others, getting the word out about um, the Battle of Blair Mountain, Bill Blizzard, and some of these voices that are really important to our history, our labor history, and cultural history. Um, whose stories might have been hidden a bit after time um, if we hadn't captured this in writing. So, you know, I really appreciate some of these Appalachian storytellers who are out there uh, doing the research, telling the hard stories and, and making sure that that we're that we can hear each other. Very good. And so you mentioned that great book, What People Are Getting Wrong About Appalachia. What is one thing that you think most people get wrong about Appalachia, Appalachians, could even be West Virginia or West Virginians if you want to include them? Uh, having moved here from, from another city and a, a more of a larger, sort of more urban city uh, earlier in your life, what is something you feel like people get wrong about Appalachia? I think the biggest thing is that um, is that it's homogenous. People have a misunderstanding. There are a lot of places here that are rural, but they're not disconnected. Um, there are cities here as well. The cities in West Virginia tend to be a bit smaller than in other places because, as you mentioned, we're entirely located within the mountains. Um, but I, I, as somebody who moved to West Virginia as an adult, what one way that I conceive of this state 
um, and I'm sure this, this is true for the larger Appalachian community as well, but I see West Virginia as, it's like a city. It's just spread apart. We've got different neighborhoods and different counties and different cities and towns, but everybody's very much connected with each other. Um, that doesn't mean we're all of one voice, but it means we can all hear each other and uh, stand up with each other. Very well said. Very well said. Marley Hazen Yaniguez is our guest here on this episode of Now Appalachia. Her brand new book is called Christmas Eve in the Mountain State. It is West Virginia's first book of puns as it talks about uh, Christmas, the Christmas season, and more importantly, some of the cultural motifs of West Virginia. So uh, we'll go back to the book here uh, for a little while, Marley. And I wanted to ask you about someone else that was involved in your project in terms of bringing your book together. Uh, this book does have illustrations. Uh, they're beautifully done and excellent illustrations as well. And Emily Prentice was involved in helping you do those illustrations. And she is an illustrator and she grew up in Elkins, West Virginia. Virginia, uh, where you live now, and she's from there and still lives there. How did you all meet up, and what was her roles and responsibilities in terms of coming up with illustrations for the various puns and the various sections of the book? Uh, I I feel so lucky to have worked with her to create this book. Emily Prentice is um, a very passionate artist with a distinct artistic voice. Um, she's actually opening up her own community art space and art supply shop in Elkins um, called Mycelium and and graduated in fine arts from Davis and Elkins College. So she's very committed to teaching people that you're an artist, everyone is an artist and can create something. And, you know, let's include that in our story. Um, and one other thing there is that, uh, well, we first worked together on a project in 2018, and we co-founded, along with a, a third artist, Brittany Hicks, also in Elkins, we co-founded a West Virginia holiday called 304 Day, which we held on March 4th. It's the, uh, <laughs> for Appalachians outside of West Virginia, that is West Virginia's original area code. And uh, we had a pun slogan, which was March 4th, West Virginia. <laughs> and the idea was just to not only showcase artists that are local to our community, but also encourage the community itself um, to participate in them. So we had uh, local musicians and poets and visual artists. And then we also had everybody else in the community would come to this event, this live event, and would create pages for a zine that um, Emily was gracious enough to have uh, to print herself because she's the the zine queen of Randolph County and then we distributed them a week later um, and so everybody got to see their art in print alongside everybody else's and you know it was a really fun experience. One of the great things about the illustrations that Emily has done in the book is that there's a good depiction of both the rural and urban scenes uh, of West Virginia that are kind of featured in various pages of the book, along with the puns, uh, along with some West Virginians, individuals who have uh, been very famous and have done a lot in their lives that are from West Virginia. 
But we also have a couple of cameos from two characters that some people may associate with West Virginia. And I'll have you just kind of give us a brief background of who they are. One, probably most of our listeners are going to know, that's the Mothman. So the Mothman makes a cameo as an illustration in your book. Uh, Who was the Mothman? What was the Mothman? And (laughs) where does he filter in your book? Uh, Well, you see somebody coming home for the holidays. Um, with the long beard flowing out the window. It says, even if you're Harry's son, there's no time for a barber because Harrison and Barber counties. And you see off to the side of the road, you see a little Mothman <laughs> hanging out there in West Virginia. Um, Mothman has a lot of different interpretations. Some see Mothman as more of a helpful warning creature, like a sentinel. Some see as a cryptid of destruction. So we'll, we'll let you see there. He looks like a pretty friendly Mothman in the book though. Yes, he does. Um, he doesn't look like he's up to too much trouble. That's for sure. Maybe uh, just hitching a ride across the state. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And then the second cameo that is made available in the book uh, as an illustration is the Flatwoods monster. And a lot of folks from Appalachia may not know who that is. What is the Flatwoods monster and where does the monster appear uh, in your book? Well, the Flatwoods monster or Braxton County monster or Braxy um, is, uh, has some lore that is thought to be like an alien. And a a lot of people um, consider her to maybe be an alien and is very mysterious <laughs> and she's probably our second most popular cryptid right now and just wanted to include some some fun little nods like that she is perched atop a christmas tree uh you know where you where you might have a star or an angel so you know it's kind of kind of another little cheeky reference because you might just flip by it thinking oh it's just an angel on top of the tree but then you see oh it's my little West Virginia friend I wanted to go back to the to the illustrations more broadly for just a second when you were working with Emily on putting the book together um, did you do all the pun writing and did she do all the illustrations writing separate or did you all work together in terms of okay we're going to focus on you know 10 puns and maybe 10 associated images that go with that and go with the counties how did you all work that out in terms of determining, you know, what images were going to come be used, how they were going to be done and how you mesh those with the puns? So uh, I'd written the, the puns independently and then we started working together on the illustrations and um, that kind of gave us some interesting back and forth ideas. Um, We started working together and wanted to make sure we include uh, not just some more playful, but some more things that you don't see all the time. So when we see the cardinal, which is our state bird, um, it's a girl cardinal, but we wanted to see that they could be pretty on their own too. So, you know, she's got a little bit of the brown feathers, but still has, you know, some red uh, fiery bits and um and is, is chasing down Santa's sleigh in the sky, you know. Um, so that's something that, you know, we kind of conceptualize together. And um, the West Pole idea and things like that, which which I think really 
just add to the story. There's there's a lot of visual puns that um, that Emily came up with, or, or sometimes we we did together, and that just you know are as much a part of the story as the words. I think, um, and I would also add that. Um, oh, there's just a lot of hidden things that were labors of love that were um, something that was Emily's idea was to hide the county shapes in the art. So there's a little map at the beginning. And when you're on your page, and so I live in Monongalia County, I can find its shape in the art for its spread. It's just another shout out. We want to make sure everybody feels heard. Um diverse West Virginians, and that includes um, diversity of, of geography. Excellent. Back to another cultural reference that I forgot to ask you about uh, a moment ago. On the back of the book, when readers get to the very back, after they've read through the puns and they get to the end and, and the last page uh, uh, talks about um, a place called Green Bank, uh, but on the very back of the book is an image of a pink and I would say goldish yellow, uh, large images. I guess, I guess the pink image would look looks like a satellite dish, what most people would think of as a satellite dish. And then the goldish yellow image looks like a telescope. W what are those two images and their significance to West Virginia in terms of culture and uh, cultural motifs there? You know, I'm glad you mentioned Green Bank there. Uh, these are the Green Bank telescopes, the Green Bank Observatory. It's a world-class observatory of radio telescopes. They look like satellite dishes because they're listening. They're listening to the stars. They're listening for life out there and all sorts of um, ast astronomical phenomena. <laughs> Say that five times fast. <laughs> and um, yeah, we, we wanted to include different parts that, that are really key and we should really be proud of them, but maybe you don't see all the time. And, you know, that's something that everybody can appreciate. Um, you know, we've got world-class um, air and space folks from West Virginians. We, we've got, uh, you know, Katherine Johnson, especially as, as one of the hidden figures. And, you know, we should be proud of that and proud of that history and proud of the work that's still going on there. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Kath, uh, in, in our final moments, Marley, as we finish up with you today, if anyone in our audience wants to get in contact with you to stay in touch with you about uh, your writing or about puns or about uh, any of that, how can they stay in contact with you, first of all? And then secondly, where can they get copies of Christmas Eve in the Mountain State? Uh, well, thank you so much. And I would say the best way to get in touch and uh before we go, I'd like to add one other thing about the book. We, we discussed the illustrations, um, and I'd like to add that there is an upcoming audio book on its way um, by Joshua Singleton as our narrator. Um, and, and you'll be able to find this here, too. He, he's also from West Virginia, from Grafton. This is all three of ours uh, first book from illustration to uh, text to narration. Um You'll be able to find the book at WV Ramp Arts. That's W-V-R-A-M-P-A-R-T-S dot com. Um, and it will have places to buy online. 
directly and as, as well as a list of local shops that you can support if uh, it's already being for sale in your community and, and all that great stuff. There's a contact form, so you can please feel free to reach out. Please feel free to uh, send me any of your favorite puns. You know, I love to hear them <laughs> or anything about West Virginia and um, and any any teachers out there in West Virginia who would like a copy for your school. Please feel free to use that contact form. Would love to send it to you. The title of the book is called Christmas Eve in the Mountain State. It is West Virginia's first ever book of puns centered around the cultural motifs and landscapes and landmarks of West Virginia, but with a Christmas theme as well, with things tied in connected to the weather and Santa Claus and everything that we commonly expect uh, with Christmas. Christmas Eve in the Mountain State. Our guest today on Now Appalachia has been Marley Hagen Yaniguez. Uh, the illustrations have been done by Emily Prentice. Uh, the book is out now. We encourage you to get a copy of it. We think it'll be a great addition to your library. And if you have somebody who is, um, if you have somebody in your family who is very much uh, a humorist or very much uh, someone who likes a good laugh, I think you'll find a lot of these puns really, really interesting, especially if they have connections to West Virginia. So Marley, congratulations to you and to Emily uh, on the book. It's a terrific addition to Appalachian literature. It's a great way to expose people to West Virginia, but done in a different and humorous way. And as you keep writing other books and doing more things, we'd love to have you back on the program to talk about it. So thanks so much for being with us. It was a joy to be here. Thank you. We want to take a moment as we finish up on this episode of Now Appalachia to give a special shout out to our executive producer. Her name is Pam Stack. We appreciate uh, all the work that she does behind the scenes to make these episodes possible each and every time on the program. We could not do it without her support, so we want to thank her for that. We also want to remind you that this is a copyrighted podcast that is owned and operated by the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. That'll do it for us this time on Now Appalachia, but please come again next time. And in the meantime, stay well and see you someplace soon, I hope. You've been listening to Now Appalachia. This is a copyrighted podcast owned and operated by the authors on the Air Global Radio Network. For questions or comments about this program, and to learn more about the host, Elliot Parker, and his books, visit his website at www.elliotparker.com. Stay tuned. More outstanding podcasts are coming your way next from the authors on the Air Global Radio Network.